Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to encourage you to go listen to the most recent episode, which is all about the show over on Netflix, My Happy Marriage, which is still going on, but it's it's just a really, it's an incredible one of those, and if you've never seen something like My Happy Marriage, then you'll learn what I mean by that, but also, if you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but rest assured, it's like top tier one of those um so definitely go check it out if you're at all interested it's worth it at least in the way that it writes its characters and it treats its world and all that fun jazz so definitely go check that out over on netflix you can also go listen to the episode all about juni tyson or juni tyson um which you can watch um on crunchyroll subbed or dubbed it's a battle royale anime in the style of something like Fate, but using the animals of the Zodiac instead of, like, mystical um, mystical leaders from the past, basically. But um, definitely go check that out. Also, it's, it, I, I think it's worth your time because it's just an interesting, well-produced thing. Um, but even if it's not necessarily the best show, just the, the stuff it brings to the table is kind of worth it, even with all of its faults. But definitely go check out those two episodes. And if you've been listening for a while and you're like, where did the Sunday show go and where did the news show go? Those are on hiatus, mostly because the content was getting a little thin for my liking. I wanted to, I want to keep giving you stuff that's worth listening to or worth watching in the case of the Sunday edition. And I didn't quite feel like I was doing that. And also um, my my own professional life, since I, I do this certainly professionally, like I make money from this, but it's not the main way I make money. Um, my own professional life got a lot more complicated recently. So I um, ramped down on this end to keep myself sane, which, you know, give me a break. I am a man. But on that note, um, not this week, not this week, or which is going to September, but in the third week of November, I will be going to, and you can go find me at, um, and I'm not sure if um, I'll be doing a panel at Anime NYC. So if you've ever wanted to, you know, search me out, I will probably, like, leave hints of, like, or straight up just be like, yo, I'm, I'm around. Come find me. And you are in you are in the NYC area or you going to Anime NYC, I think Badger's still available and I'm going for all three days. So there you go. Um, definitely go, definitely come find me, hang out, all that stuff. Um, but on that note, I want to talk about something a little bit different today, but I'll get to why I want to talk about it when we get there. And that thing that's a little bit different is a little game that came out pretty recently called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anime considered. Punchbox Radio.
Now, what I want to talk about, the reason why I want to talk about Bomber Cyberpunk is because it's had... That game has a lot leading up to it, and a lot leading up to it that interfaces directly with, you know, us as anime fans, and some of you listening may already know this from listening A to this podcast, specifically the episode all about Air Gear, but for those of you who don't, um, there once was a game called, and there still is a game, you can still play it, I believe, on the 360? On the Xbox 360, if you can get your hands on one of those, um, called Jet Set Radio, and it's follow-up Jet Set Ra- Radio Future, and a Jet Set Radio Game Boy Advance game, which is supposed to be bad. <laughs> um, but this was via Sega, a Japanese game designer's take on a really old-school thing in hip-hop and street culture, which is like there's a core there are like core tenants of hip hop and core tenants of street culture and it was kind of adapting those into a video game format in a in a very different than what people are probably used to if you've ever played a Tony Hawk game or a skate game this is a totally different kind of thing first off jet set radio jet set radio itself was just about roller skates. It was just about ro- it was just about rollerblades. Actually, it was about rollerblades and graffiti, <laughs> and it gained a cult following because it's got a specific, very graffiti-inspired, very street culture-inspired from but like from like the early to mid two thousands era of like street culture and like late late nineties. right up until the year 2000 look of like lots of vibrant colors lots of like house and techno music for the soundtrack the soundtrack for Jet Set Radio is can be felt in everything it's had an influence on since that game came out and what I mean by that is is it can be felt in anything that feels Jet Set Radio like and if you look at Jet Set Radio as a property it influenced it influenced one thing in particular but a couple things kind of nebulously if you look at something like even something that seems odd like Elreka 7 Elreka 7's soundtrack and the way Elreka 7 treats kind of surf culture and skate culture and like mash it together you can clearly and like mashes all that stuff together in one thing you can clearly see a kind of jet set radio future DNA in that show um, but the one that's the most significant and I've talked about it before on this show is it, on the podcast you can go find it in the um, in the feed um, previously but is a show called Air Gear and if you I believe you can go find interviews with Ograte oh the um, former Aeromanga author now author of both Air Gear and Tenjo Tenge, both both shows I've talked about on the on this podcast. But he's straight up says like the Jet Set Radio games inspired me to write Air Gear and to like create Air Gear as a thing because he just he saw the full, if you look at Air Gear and the kind of framing that they use for Air Gear's world 
and the rule and the rules around competition and teams. It looks very much like something like you see in Jet Set Radio Future or now Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And I'll get to why I haven't mentioned the main topic of this thing in a minute. But everybody often forgets that anime and video games kind of sit next to each other a lot. That the, that the lots of people forget that I don't want to say that people forget this, but people don't immediately notice it constantly that the people playing video games are making anime and the people watching anime are playing video games and that's a constant almost like Ouroboros snake eating its own tail cycle of inspiration and borrowing and you know one-upsmanship and all this other stuff if you and you feel it most in games like um No More Heroes where Travis Touchdown is explicitly He's explicitly a total nerd, a total otaku. And a lot of that game is informed by just, like, Suda51 also having those loves. If you look at something like any Hideo Kojima game, if you're always like, oh, Hideo Kojima is a, revo- is a revolutionary, uh, he may be. But the thing that anybody who's watched anime for a while, like me, also knows is, He's also just seen a whole bunch of shit from the 80s. Like, he's just seen things like Black Magic 66, which I believe I talked about on the show. Um, and he's just seen a whole bunch of, like, old 80s, gory, over-sexualized, you know, horny <laughs> as hell, um, action anime, action OVA anime. And you, you see, if once you know that, you kind of see that DNA just all over the place in things like Metal Gear or in things like Death Stranding. It, it makes so much more sense to you when you're like, oh, well, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, once again, Black Magic 66 or any number of, like, hype or any, or, like, Parasite Eve or, you know, Bubblegum Crisis or, mid- or Goku Midnight Eye. Like, I've seen this shit. This makes sense. And also, like, not for nothing, but Cyberpunk 2077, the biggest release slash biggest bomb of its time, was very heavily, could not exist without a show like Ghost in the Shell, without the kind of stuff that was brought to bear by anime in the cyberpunk space which is very responsible for anime is very responsible for kind of keeping cyberpunk alive and relevant in the in-between things of like in between the things like the matrix or things like cyber or cyberpunk 2077 that go super wide you have really narrow things like um ghost in the shell you have more narrow things like ghost in the shell standalone complex like um once again bubblegum crisis you have things like um pandora in the crimson shell ghost earth which i promise you you can look at right now as you're listening to this and that is a real show it was made by the same it was like 
penned by the same dude who penned Goat in the Shell. It's super weird, but you could be like, what? It exists, I promise. But uh, the long and short of it is that, like, anime and video games on on very many levels go hand in hand. And do you, probably the most clear you'll ever see it is something, it's either something like the new Jujutsu Kaisen fighting game that's going to come out. That's coming out too, which I kind of want to play. Or the Demon Slayer fighting game. Or the countless Dragon Ball Z or Naruto fighting game. Or the, the Jump or the Jump Plus fighting game where it's just all Shonen Jump characters. You just pick one and you like smack freaking you like have an action figured moment of smashing Ichigo and Jotaro against each other and seeing who wins. Or even something that's not a... Fighting games in general have a very anime-esque quality to them. So much that many of them have been adapted into animes in the past. Things like um, Fatal Fury is a fighting game first. And then you have Fatal Fury the motion picture. Things like Street Fighter and all of its... And there's Street Fighter anime that have come out in the past. There have been a couple. But um, Street Street Fighter the animation is the one most people know. And also, there's, like, did the rich history of taking things from, um, from, from things like visual, from things like visual novels, and scaling them up and fleshing them out to be things like, um, Fate, or, like, Fate's Day Night, which was actually adapted, which is actually adapted from a pornographic visual novel. (laughs) Which I've never played, but I've I've heard quite a few people enjoy. Um, but in any case, that bridge goes back and forth. And the reason why I want to talk about this with A because I want to take a break from anime and I've been playing Bomb Rush Cyberfunk kind of obsessively for a while now. And it as a game has so much rooted in a game that was so inspirational and was such a cult classic touch point for shit that came after it. If you look at the main character of, um, of, for example, if you look at the main character of, um, of Jet Set Radio, the guy with the glasses, he's got a scary amount in common with somebody like President Mike from, from My Hero Academia. And then you pull that all the way forward, you pull it, you, you pull that forward and you, like, loop it around a little bit and you get Red, the main character from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, who has, like, a weird Evangelion head, but he still has the, like, callback to the, to the thing it is basically a direct sequel to and, very like, very heavily cribbing from Jet Set Radio Future and that his eyes are the same green as the main character from Jet Set's white sunglasses white sunglass lenses are and then you have a character like Belle who looks like the female character in that thing and you have a character you have a black character who looks like the DJ in the original Jet Set Radio none of that stuff is a mistake but then you take it even one layer weirder and you look at the other thing that O'Grate made once he once they, once they're like, oh, we gotta stop letting this guy just make Silky Whip. He'll make it forever. It's like a threat. 
if you and if you're familiar with um with Ogre, Ogre was, I believe he still is. I'm not sure. Um, was a he's not still an arrow manga author, but he was a really I want to say prolific arrow manga author, but he was a pretty well known and very talented arrow manga author who. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You read any of his stuff and it wasn't... It wasn't designed to be titillating. It wasn't designed to turn you on. That happened as a consequence, but it wasn't like... It felt more like he was being required to put the sex scenes in. And, like, he would put sex... He would make it sexy. He would make it, like, etchy and horny. But he didn't necessarily want to, like, have characters bang on screen. But that was... That was the job that paid the bills. So, eventually, he... After doing many, 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 many issues of a story called Silky Whip, you, which you can go find, um, he got, I believe he did, I think he did Tenjo Tenge first. And Tenjo Tenge looks, looks an awful lot like Air Gear. It, it says well, it says well illustrated. Both of his, like, m- most known things are stunning to look at. They are beautiful. They, like, he's a really talented you know, illustrator and character designer and the whole nine yards and just, like, the way he demonstrates movement in air gear is incredible. It's got a lot of futurism in it. It's wild. But you look at a character like Bob Makihara in, um, in Tenjo Tenge and it, you can draw a direct parallel back to um, the, to the DJ in, um, what's it called? In, in Jet Set. And then you bring that forward and you get a character like Christ in Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. So what I'm saying here is not that, it is actually that everything, it, that everything can be connected in like connective tissue kind of way. If you want a different, less niche, somehow less niche example, if you look at um, Damon X Machina, the the um, mech game from a bunch of years ago that I love, you look at the mechs in that and they feel like a Rekka Seven mechs. They don't, they don't feel like um, something like Ava or something like Gundam. They feel pretty noticeably like Elreka 7 Max. And that was probably a pretty intentional choice when when the original designers of that game were looking out at the landscape of like what do we want our mechs to feel like? Oh, we want them to feel like Elreka 7 mid-sized sedan style mechs. And that's what they end up feeling like. If you look at something like um, Armored Core 5, I saw a great 
I saw a great somebody do something great in Armored Core Five. They made Megas XLR from that show, Megas XLR, the like big blue robot with like car detailing and a like old school and an old school um, classic car for head. And they like layered in the music. It was, it was on TikTok. It was hilarious. I deeply love that clip, but that. Is informed from giant. Is informed by giant. That what that doing though that fits because that's informed from the same place as a show like Megatech LR, and those are all informed from old giant robot shows from like the sixties and seventies in anime. And do I wanted to talk about Bomber Cyberpunk because I wanted to talk because I kind of love the game and I love its style and I love what it's doing and like the the kind of untouched time capsuleness of it. I posted a vi- I posted a video of of Red dancing on Threads, which you can go follow me on Threads, by the way. And every and people's response was like, "Oh shit, I thought I thought you unearthed Jet Set. What the what the hell is that thing?" I actually posted it to get. David Pierce from The Verge of Attention because I was hoping he'd mention it on his new newsletter, Installer. If you feel like, you know, um, waiting that campaign with me, you totally can. But everybody was like, oh, shit. And then and then, pe- and then we, like, backslid into, like, yeah, but the soundtrack is nowhere. And I, I eventually found the soundtrack on, um, on SoundCloud, and I think I became uh, a bunch of people's hero that day. But... I, what I'm ending up talking about, what I ended up wanting to talk about with this show, is this is a modern day. This is a as close to a modern day version of this that we have of the kind of of a kind of not seamless but close to seamless line of inspiration, and it's it's also this. survival of a fandom that wasn't that Sega has pretty much disregarded although they have been saying for a while that they've been working on a um, Jet Set Radio 3 that will come out at some point we we all hope in our tiny little techno music obsessed hearts but we've been but we people like me have been waiting like 20 years for a new game in this style. And be clear, this game is not... This is a skating game that includes... Um, unlike Jet Set Radio, um, Bomber Cyberpunk has the ability to use skateboard, a skateboard, that's what you start out on, a, a rollerblade, and a BMX bike. And they all play slightly differently, although the, you can do everything with all of them. But they're... There's a kind of soul and spirit to this, that to like this style of thing, that you can feel in everything that Jet Set Radio has inspired since. And there's a great video on TikTok that I'll post on because Bomber Cyberpunk is definitely in my TikTok feed currently, mostly because I posted a video from um it there too, but. The like spirit of this game, of, of these, of this style of game, is very specific, but it it is, it is replicable. And when and I think um, I think 
Actually, I know that Jujutsu Kaisen's about to make a comeback. When the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen happened, and they did the flashback with they did a flashback to the '90s in '90s style anime treatment, and had like a film grain, a whole thing, almost like it was captured by a by a camcorder. Everybody was stunned by that. They're like, "Holy shit!" But the thing that people don't think about, the people don't realize, is that like for these things to come out for something like a bomb rush cyberpunk to come out for something like jet set radio to come out when it did in the 2000s a lot of people were putting their effort towards making that thing everybody always thinks of things of creations as being something that if what if one person is missing it's just not right generally that's not how it works not everything is a Satoshi Kon movie. Dream, magical Dream Machine. If you don't know anything about that movie, basically, it was Satoshi Kon's unfinished, uh, un, unfinished, unfinished script by Satoshi Kon that nobody wants to touch with a 10-foot pole because they're all afraid they're going to fuck it up. But in reality, yes, people make stuff in their own unique style, but that doesn't mean that people can't learn that style and adapt it and make and add to the canon or, you know, make something of their own that had that same look and feel. If you look at something like, um, like Air Gear, it doesn't feel exactly like, um, Jet Set Radio, but it definitely has roots in that thing. And the genius part of that on the anime side of that show is... The Air Gear soundtrack and the Jet Set Radio soundtrack and now the Bomb Rush Cyber, Cyber Funks soundtrack all blend together. They're all from the same fucking universe. It's wild. It is like... It is the linchpin of that thing as, as of this vibe that these games want to give you. And like... Is this game perfect? No, absolutely not. But the, it is it is a spiritual successor for a thing that I loved for from afar, played for a while when I was a little older, and now I get to really play on a new, modern, current console. And it, like I said earlier, style is not a singular creation of a singular creator. Style is something that tons of people go put their effort into making and refining. If you look at a Hideo Kojima game, he he takes his team, he take he takes that team with largely, and that's because those are the people he trusts to help him make whatever vision he has in his head. But each of the people adds something to the process, and those people can be swapped out too, like. You, you don't really understand this uh, unless you are a really creative person. But style is just this thing that you. It's just. It's almost like a costume you put on when you're making things. If you want to make something that looks like a certain thing, you can get there. I have gotten there. I don't think I've ever told this story in the podcast. But back when I was a freelance designer, I had this job to do an illustration for a book that was coming out. It was like a young adult novel with a female 
lead character. And it was right around when that movie Young Adult was coming out. Was, like, coming out on, for, like, rental. So I, like, sat and I listened to a bunch of moody... I was in my 20s or something. I sat and I listened to a bunch of moody teen music. And I watched that movie. I watched that movie. And then I just nailed that cover up to the wall. And the client loved it. And the... The thing there was... What I was, what I was doing there, and what I was fully aware I was doing there was, I was putting myself in the headspace, putting myself in the like cultural space of what this looks like, of what this, of what vibe I wanted to kind of bottle for this cover art project that I was doing. That was it, like groundbreaking? No, but it absolutely checked all the boxes perfectly. And the other reason why I wanted to talk about Bob Marsh type funk is because there's so much pressure to make something new, something great, something original. But when you see something like this that's, quite frankly, really well made, a shit ton of fun, and just, like, good time all around, you start to realize that stuff doesn't have to be new to be good. Stuff can just accomplish a thing on a five-star scale perfectly to have to haven't existed for a while and people think of that as like going back to classics or whatever but it doesn't matter like there's nothing really new about bomb rush cyberfunk but that's what makes it great it is taking a formula and it's sanding it down and refining it and making it more more what it wants to be. For example, um, a story conceit in Bomber's Cyberpunk is that you basically, you are one character and then all of a sudden you are another character because you lo- you get decapitated and your head gets replaced with a robot head. That introduces a little bit of cyberpunk into the jet set radio mold, which always felt like it belonged there, but the original property never got there never quite got there so now you have a whole different story layer you can work with and if you look at something like um, Air Gear Air Gear says so the way this works the way this would always work is if these gates were electrically powered right and or like how to like a motor that speeds off of like its own movement kind of thing. And he create and he created the ATs of the air gear world. And that adds to the world of this kind of jet set radio super skating game that came before it. And all of this always Everybody's always like, oh, the new thing, the new thing is the greatest, blah, 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 blah. If you look at something like Jutsu Kaisen, Jutsu Kaisen doesn't exist without the stuff that came before it. And something like Air Gear or something like Bomb Rush Cyberpunk are fully aware that what came before it is, like, had gold. And they simplify their job by simply saying, okay, we have to make something like that. 
and improve, but maybe improve upon it in a little way, or maybe in Bomber Cyberpunk, largely just don't. Just like, like that was that was lightning in a bottle, and if we managed to recreate that lightning in a bottle, then hopefully we we strike pay dirt on something. We make something that this fandom deeply enjoys. That this fandom will say, "This is for me." And I really think they did that, and I th- I think that I think that that's much more acceptable in video games right now than in anime. Uh, the place you most see it in anime is things like harem anime. Harem anime is very derivative. It is very like of a style with different like flavors for everybody, but you don't often see it in you don't often often see it so blatantly in things like shonen action shows. Although if you look for it, it's totally there. Stuff may feel new, but it's definitely not. Um, on that note, I'm going to cut it off a little bit early here because this is what I wanted to say. But on but until next time, if you like this podcast, you can find episodes currently every Saturday or every Thursday rather. And if you also, if you like it, if you really like it, Give it a five-star review on your podcast listening app of choice and share it with your friends because I do this every week. And I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio. I will talk to you next time.